You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Many of you, uh, as an ECC family, have been praying for our brother Sean Cragwall. And uh, many of you knew that late November, early December, uh, several different complications led to the cardiologist saying uh, they need to do open heart surgery. A very minor procedure, right? And uh, I remember visiting Sean. I think it was the shortest hospital visit I ever had because it was about five minutes and they came in to get him for an ultrasound. But uh, I told Sean, I, I sat down, I said, Sean, I can't get it out of my heart. I said, and I know the timing isn't right, and I know that it's probably not going to work, but January 8th, I have a message that I believe you are to give. And he said, well, if the Lord's willing, it will happen, and it's happening today. And so, Sean Cragwall, would you come on up, brother? Can we applaud Sean and give him a welcome and even give God the glory for the recovery that Sean is doing. Where is he? <laughs> is he coming? There he is. Woo! Whew. And he needs our prayers today. He said he was feeling healthy the last couple of days, and this morning his back is wrenching. And I said, you know who that is. That is the enemy not wanting him to be up here. Go ahead and take a seat, Sean. One thing, uh, one thing I just want to say before we give him the floor, uh, I have known Sean for over 11 years, and I've known Sean to be consistent on one thing, and his devotion, surrender, and love for Jesus Christ. This man has witnessed to more people than any other person that I know personally. This man bleeds with the passion for the lost. This man has a spiritual gift of evangelism, and we understand that not everyone has that spiritual gift, but he does. And I cannot wait for you to hear the heartbeat behind what drives Sean. And so would we, could we just pray for just a minute together? Father, it is only by your name, your son's name, Jesus Christ, that we can boldly enter your throne room and Father, you are here with us, and you've ordained this day, January 8th, to be a day where salvation is presented, and I believe by faith, salvation will be received. In Jesus' name, be with our brother Sean. May his words not be his own. May they be filled with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Anoint my brother, even all the nerves right now. It, they have to go, just melt away in the presence. And we give you thanks for what you are doing and going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we applaud one more time for Shaw? Can you hear me? All right. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord. As the pastor said, 
I've been doing street evangelism since 2007. And uh, this is the biggest crowd I've ever spoke to at one time. So I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. I love you. <laughs> I love all of you, and I hope you all come to know the Lord. So I'll get started. I'm not a preacher. You'll realize that real soon. <laughs> if you got your Bible, though, turn to uh, Proverbs 11, verse 30. We're going to start there. So my first question that I ask people out on the streets a lot of times is, can you tell me how to get to heaven? And with that question, I hear what's on their heart. Many times I hear, just be a good person, do right by others. But very seldom do I hear, you got to have Jesus. Jesus is the answer. And I'm going to share that with you guys today. And I'm sorry I got to sit down, but my back is hurting. And, uh, but we'll make it through it all. So Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. up there? Yeah. The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life and whoever wins souls captures souls is wise. This must be ESV. So capture souls is wise. So the ESV and many other versions of the Bible and I've got a few different versions of the Bible at home. I grew up using the King James Version. That's what I primarily go with. That's what I enjoy. That's what I love. A lot of people say it's too poetry, but when you get used to something, you just get used to it. But where Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, you capture fish. And that's where the word capture comes from here. Capture souls is referring to the men. And so if you're not here... So if you're here today and you don't know the Lord, it's my heart's desire and hope that Jesus will call you to him. I know he is. I just hope you have the faith and the courage to step out. So I want to start with that because I think they're ahead of me. I'm seeing two different verses. All right. I see. I see what's going on. I'm kind of new here. I'm just, but, uh, it's the next thank you. I got you. I got you. Well, yellow stands out pretty good. But anyway, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. That fruit is the fruit of Jesus Christ. If you profess to be a Christian... You strive to be like Christ in your language and your works. When you're like Jesus Christ, then 
you're a tree of life because we're grafted into the vine, which is Jesus Christ. When I was growing up, most of the time, we were always told as teenagers and stuff, just invite your friends and let the preacher or the teachers or the evangelist, whoever, share the word of the Lord and your friends that come to know Jesus. We weren't taught how to share Jesus Christ effectively. And I think that's what's really hurt the church today is we come to church, we profess to know Jesus, but yet we don't know how to share Jesus. So today I'm going to show you what's drawn me to share Jesus. And I've been doing it for, like I said, since 2007. And I've seen many souls come to know the Lord. And I have hopes of seeing many others when I get to heaven who've asked Jesus in their heart. So we'll go on to the next verse. Psalms 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. You can't get any better than perfect. And Jesus, in his word, is telling us, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. So today we're going to go over some of the laws. But I just want to share that verse with you. Because if you can get better than perfect, it's like a diamond ring. I know when I shop for my wife, I look for the perfect ring to ask her to marry me. I wanted it to be the best it could be with what I could afford. Now, I don't remember. It's been so many years if there were any flaws in the diamond or not. But it was perfect to me to give to her. And... Uh, So anyway, if you can get better than perfect, then let me know what it is. The next verse is 1 Timothy 1, verses 8 through 10. And it says, if I get my glasses on, I might have better luck at doing things. First Timothy chapter 1, 8 and 10 says, but we know that the law is good if man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and for disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy, profane, for murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves, for liars, the perjured person, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. I know my reading is a little different than what you're reading, but it says the same thing. Law is good if used lawfully. And I find that very comforting. And I'm going to share with you in a little bit how to do that. And I hope it touches your heart. If we go on down to the next verse, Romans chapter 3, verse 20. For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, 
since through the law comes knowledge of sin. It's by the law you realize you're a sinner. That's what Paul's telling us here. That's how he realized he was a sinner. It was through the law that Jesus set back in the days of Moses. And the last thing I want to show you with this front page uh, I got here is Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 22. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled down to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I believed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. I like that word loved. That's why I picked this, this verse out of Mark. It's because of the one word, loved him. And said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatever thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come take up thy cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Here we see Jesus using the law He's using the law to let this man know that you're a sinner. The man put possessions, his his money he put as number two in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. He had his money before God. That was his security, that was his comfort that was his hope to get by here on earth and Jesus knew that beforehand of course because of him knowing all but I want to share that with you because Jesus used the law so with that said we'll move on down and if for some reason, you see me huffing and puffing, and I'm not talking. It's like God hit the pause button like a video game. <laughs> if I'm not laying on the floor, just keep me in prayer. So, I'm sorry. So, the next thing I want to do is I want to just talk to you like I would as if we're one-on-one -on -one out on the street. 
I want you to answer the questions to yourself when they come up. And we'll see how this goes. I don't know because I'm used to hearing voices come back at me. I believe you will. I believe you will. I hope you get the answers right. So anyway, let me start with this. If I asked you, can you tell me how to get to heaven? And you said, be a good person or my religion is getting me to heaven. I've been baptized. I hear that a lot on the streets. Religion is just people trying to get to heaven. That's all religion is. It doesn't matter if they're Muslim, Buddhist. It does not matter. It's just people trying to get to heaven. When you have that mindset, it's so easy just to share Jesus with people. Even though you know where they're coming from, you can still talk to them without fear, without disgrace, because one, you're dependent on the word of the Lord. I believe the word of the Lord to be 100% true. And it's so easy just to talk to people. So... next question I would ask people if I can remember it <laughs> let me take a look at these other notes see what I got written down bear with me please My next question is this, and that this is your opportunity. Can I ask you all some personal questions? Yes. Thank you. I heard, I heard, I heard more yeses than I heard no. And if you're a person that would have said no, don't answer the questions. Just let your ears hear, and I'll answer the questions for you. So the first question is this. I'm talking to you individually. Have you ever told a lie? What do you call a person that tells a lie? Okay, you did good. I have yet to have anybody tell me, no, I can't ask them a personal question. They're giving me permission to ask these questions, so it's not me convicting them of anything. It's them convicting themselves. So, yeah. The answer to the first question is a liar. Second question, have you ever stolen anything in your lifetime and the value of it does not matter? It could be a piece of gum, a pencil. I don't think anybody here stole any cars, but I don't know. So if you take something that doesn't belong to you, you call that person what? 
a thief that's right third question have you ever looked upon another person with impure thoughts sexual desire in your hearts yeah there are a lot of people say no to this question but if you answered yes to this question Jesus says in Matthew 5 verse 28 whosoever looks upon a woman with lust in his heart has already committed adultery with her some versions take out woman and put person in there this applies to men and women. So if you have committed adultery, it's not too late to change that. I just want that to be known. The last question, even though you never touched them, God looks at the motive of the heart. That's what he's doing. He's looking at the motive of our hearts. The last question have you ever took the Lord's name in vain, used his name as a cuss word? No, ever. No, not me. But you admit it, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, by your own admission, you're a liar, you're a thief, you're an adulterer, you're a blasphemer. And vengeance is mine, says the Lord to the last one. You can look that up in Hebrews 10, verse 30. Vengeance is mine. And there's another one. If you ever hated anybody, 1 John 3, 15 says, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And there's no life abiding in him. No eternal life abiding in him. I've hated somebody myself personally growing up as a teenager. I regret that now. I've apologized for it. I've asked for forgiveness over it. So you might be a liar, a thief, adulterer, a blasphemer, and a murderer. I don't know. But that's just five of the Ten Commandments. And I only ask four questions to people because of time. Because those are the common things that people struggle with. But it's so that you realize I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. That's what the word of the Lord says. There's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. And Hebrews 9.27 says, I'm waiting for it to pop up. Has it? Nope. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. Each one of us here is going to stand before the Lord and give an account of our life. Are you going to be found innocent? Or will you be found guilty by God's standards? 
Because if you try to change God's standards, then you're breaking the second commandment, making God into something that he's not. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the word of the Lord. And do you know what happens if you're found guilty? You're right, Jim, it's not good. The Bible says if we're found guilty, all liars shall inherit the lake of fire. If we're found guilty, we're going to a place called hell. The next question I ask people is, do you know what hell consists of? Most people know one or two answers to this question. They might say, oh, it's a place of fire, it's a place of darkness. But it's more than that. The word of the Lord says, hell's a furnace. The smoke of your torment ascends up forever and ever. You can't get a drink of water. The worm dieth not. It's a place of unanswered prayer. It's a place that's meant for the fallen angels and the devil. And there's more to hell than what I just have mentioned. Most people can tell me about their next vacation, but they can't tell me about hell, where they might be headed. So I don't mind helping share what hell's about a little bit. Because it's food for thought. It's something that we need to consider as we have a choice. It's our choice. Jesus is calling us, but we get to choose. Do I want to go to hell or do I not want to go to hell? I don't, I don't either. I'm not going there. But God did something for us so that we don't have to worry about going to hell. Does anybody know what God did? He sent his son. If you got your shoestring, you can open that up. It's a good color for you, Jim. tip of your shoestring represents your life here on earth. And when it's over, we don't know when that day is going to be, how much time. The shoestring itself represents heaven or hell. So when you compare your life to eternity, I just run it up. I show people. You compare your life to eternity. The most important decision you ever make in life is where you're going to go. 
It's not what house you're going to buy, what job you're going to have, how many kids you're going to have, what church you're going to go to. Even though all those things are important. But where will you spend eternity? And I pass this out. I don't want to say to everybody, but to a good many people, I pass out the shoestring and the keychain as a reminder when they get home at night they take it out of their pocket they'll remember what we talked about that day maybe they'll make a decision to follow Jesus Christ and I believe I will see many people in heaven because of a bedside prayer So this is yours to use, to pass along to somebody else. So just keep it as a reminder of who you are in Jesus. But God did something for us. He gave his son Jesus as a lamb sacrifice. He's born of a virgin. He lived a perfect life. And he willingly went to the cross to die for my sin and your sins. And Jesus said, it is finished. He laid down his life for each one of us, for everybody in here. He laid down his life that we might have eternal life. So if you've ever jumped out of an airplane, it's kind of like that. And I know Mike Miller I've seen him somewhere around there. He preached on jumping out of an airplane and about broke his arm. But that's the thing, following Jesus is not an easy path. He says, actually, you'll have difficulties if you follow me. You'll have struggles if you follow me. But it's a sacrifice, if I can use that word. It's a sacrifice that means so very little to me here on earth compared to eternity in heaven. Heaven's everything that hell's not. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says this. It's this kind of faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's nothing we can do to inherit eternal life, but it's everything Jesus Christ has done for us. And we just put our faith in Jesus. Here I am, Lord. I realize I'm a sinner. I'm a liar. I'm an adulterer. I'm a blasphemer. I'm a thief. I'm all these things. I'm sorry. If you've ever apologized to somebody, that's all you do with Jesus. Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me, a sinner. And when we do that, 
The word of the Lord says, the angels in heaven rejoice in Luke chapter 15, verse 10. It says, the angels in heaven will rejoice. Maybe you don't have friends here on earth, but you get friends in heaven. You get friends in a church body. Oh, we should have friends in a church body. I think you do too. I think everyone here has friends. And that's good news. So Jesus is still alive. He's on the right hand of the Father. And I know he's calling each one of us here. Maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you're the old salty dog who's been saved 40 years but haven't led anybody to the Lord. And I know a lot of people say that's not my calling. But I don't know how you cannot talk about Jesus. I don't know how we go through life and don't share his lovely name. I know a lot of people who don't like to hear the word of the Lord so much because they've been in church their whole life. They feel like they already know it. But when you bring him up, they already know it. But yet their lives doesn't show it. That's a good word. So my prayer, my hope is if you're here today, and if you don't know Jesus, that you'll just surrender. Just put your hands up. Lord, I surrender. That's all he wants from us. He just wants us to surrender. If we can surrender, the Lord can use us. And if you surrender your life to the Lord, I encourage you just to do three things. One, if you're married, tell your wife, tell your kids, I've asked Jesus into my life. If you're not married and you get a boyfriend or girlfriend, say, I'm not going to do the things that we used to do. I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. And then I encourage you to tell your best friend and tell a stranger, I know I'm going to heaven because I've asked Jesus into my life. And I believe that when we do that, it encourages us, not to say just be a good person, but it encourages us to say Jesus is the way to heaven. Jesus is what we need to get to heaven. It's tougher than what it sounds like, I promise you.
Because there's times I still, even though I've been doing this since 2007, I still struggle, even though I enjoy it the most, I still struggle at times sharing Jesus with people. But once I do share Jesus, it's the best part of my day, the rest of the day. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.